Well, let's go to Mark tonight, Mark chapter 1. That's where I'll start out, and we'll read some Scripture there, and then I've got some more to read, and we'll try to hurry tonight. But this is awful important stuff here. I've been thinking on this this matter for quite a while, all the way through this. It's an important thing, and it'll help us, I tell you, tonight if you'll... If you listen to the few short points that I've got to make about it, uh, it'll really help us. Mark chapter 1, verse 23 through 26. We're going to talk about uh, an unclean spirit. You better beware of an unclean spirit. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace, and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. So, I'm going to say a lot of things here tonight, but that's one of them right there. Just because somebody says that Jesus is the the Christ, the Son of God, they might be have an unclean spirit. There's a whole lot of things that identify an unclean spirit, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight, a lot of. But let me keep reading here. Mark chapter 3, verse 11. It says there, And unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. Isn't that strange that devils would... Uh, yeah, would you know they would call out loud and identify him. And did Jesus say thank you? Appreciate you acknowledging me and telling these people who I am. No, he rebuked them. Paul did the same thing. You know, remember that woman following him? Yes. These men are the are the men of the great high God, you know, I mean and they they grieved the the others and they told her to shut up and go away. I noticed in Baptist churches they never do that. They're glad for anybody that'll say anything. They'll let anybody with any kind of spirit stand up and testify. I've sat in church and heard it and cringed. I thought, my, my, my. Mark chapter 5, and, what, and the saddest thing is that everybody didn't seem to even notice the difference. Mark chapter 5, verse 2 through 9. Oh, yes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. If there's any account in the New Testament that shows you about all of the traits of a, an unclean spirit, here's, here's one right here. The man in the tombs, the maniac. Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. Wild and strong, you know, supernaturally strong, but he was bound by this unclean spirit, had him in a chokehold that he couldn't get loose from by his own strength. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying. <clears throat> That's what an unclean spirit does too. Yeah. And cutting himself with stones. 
that's where you read it. Well, I'll mention it in a minute, but that's we see people do that, do that now. They cut themselves. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. There you go again. An unclean spirit. And he ran and worshipped Jesus and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? He worshipped him, but he said, What have I to do with thee? Don't you see what an unclean spirit does to you? You know, but you're lost. You're hopeless. You're a castaway. That's, that's what you think in your mind. An unclean spirit thinks he has no hope. I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Jesus didn't come there to torment him. Who's talking? The man or the devil? The devil. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Mm -mm. Well, that story ended well, if we read the rest of it. Luke chapter 4, verse 33 through 35. And in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil, and cried out with a loud voice, here we go again, saying, Let us alone, what have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, and he came out of him and hurt him not. <laughs> I got a couple more verses to read. Luke nine forty-two. And as he was yet a-coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. That's cutting. That's what that is. I'm not going to say it, but how many of you know how Janice Joplin died? That's, that's it. The devil threw him down and tear him. It's self-mutilation. It's cutting and other things that you do to hurt yourself. Yes, it's rampant nowadays. Yeah. The devil threw him down and tear him. I mean, that's what Jesus saw, see, as he come upon this scene. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit because Jesus knew what an unclean spirit was and he knew one when he saw one. And he did just what I've said since the beginning of this. He called him out. He, he recognized him. He called him out. And that was the end of it. <laughs> and we don't even, you know, that's the problem in our day. People do not even recognize yeah. him. They don't even believe in him. Yeah. They think it's all physical. That right. all these problems are just physical problems and it's a chemical imbalance or something like that and that's all I says, you know. I mean, you give them the right dope and it'll fix this problem. Yeah. No, it won't. These are spiritual problems, spiritual issues. Acts chapter 8, verse 7, For unclean spirits crying with loud voice. You hear that? That's what they do. They cry with a loud voice. Came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame were healed. So an unclean spirit, unclean. This means, by the Webster's Dictionary, means not clean, foul, dirty, Filthy, foul with sin, not in covenant with God. First Corinthians chapter seven, unclean. 
God, uh, cleanliness is next to godliness. We've all heard that saying, haven't we? Well, the Bible doesn't say that, but the Bible does teach that. Clean belongs to God. Unclean doesn't. It means lewd, unchaste, unclean, unclean. So the unclean spirit is mentioned in the it's mentioned more in the Bible than any other kind of spirit. You know that. Uh, more than any other kind of spirit except the Spirit of God and the Spirit of the Lord. Those words are there, those phrases are there more than this. Other than that, this one is in the Bible more than any other spirit. Specific spirit. The unclean spirit, it's always connected with other kinds of spirits of devils that were encountered and dealt with by Jesus and later the apostles. It'll, it'll mention that there came a man with an unclean spirit and he was deaf or he was dumb, which means he couldn't speak. There were physical sicknesses that were because of an unclean spirit. And there were other things too, and I won't belabor you with all that, but you can study this and you can see that an unclean spirit is sort of like the carrier of other spirits. You know, like with drugs, they call certain drugs gateway drugs because they're, they lead to and introduce people to the stronger, more addictive, and more destructive drugs. They call marijuana a gateway drug, you know, because, man, everybody does it and it don't hurt you and all that, but it leads to these other things. Well, an unclean spirit is kind of like that with spirits. The unclean spirit is what you get first. And then you move on to more serious, deeper, more evil, more destructive, more involved spiritual wickedness. The unclean spirit comes first. The unclean spirit precedes the total control of other evil spirits. The unclean spirit is manifested in the Bible by these marks. Madness, insanity, lost your mind, crazy. It's manifested by uncleanness of body, of mind, heart, and tongue. You hear somebody talking filthy, they've got an unclean spirit. You see somebody that can't, that thinks filthy, they have an unclean spirit. People that are filthy in their body. I mean, habitually. You work out in this kind of weather and you come in, you're going to be dirty. But I can't stand to stay that way. Now, if you can just stand to stay that way and crawl into bed all nasty and dirty and sweaty and stinking, like I was in the store the other day and and, and a, a woman came up behind me there and before she got as close as Amy is to me, I could smell her. I mean, it was just like whoosh. And it wasn't from just being out one day in the sun. No, that ain't what that was. That was that was filth. Yes, it was uncleanness. Yes, sir. That there's a spirit behind that. Right. You don't care anymore. Right. You dishonor your body. And among yourselves, I mean, other people can smell you, and it's offensive. <laughs> and it ain't funny. It's manifested by nakedness. This man that was in the tombs, he was naked. 
Why was he naked? I mean, we can go through the Bible and find other instances. Boy, that's, that's a common thing when people are possessed or they have an unclean spirit. Off go the clothes. Well, you reckon it's wrong in the world we're living in. <coughs> Self-harm, mutilation and cutting, which is tearing. The devil tear him. That means he was just clawing himself. Or if he added a knife or a razor blade or something, he, that's what he was doing to himself. That's what he saw. Cutting and burning and drowning. The young man in Mark chapter 9 there, he, he, was, he oft cast him into the fire. He had an unclean spirit. And it, it oft cast him into the fire and into the water. And he would wallow, foaming, and he pineth away. And he was deaf and dumb. He had all of that stuff. What was wrong? Unclean spirit. He didn't have some physical problem. He had a spiritual problem. Being pining away, that's depression. Vexing, being vexed. Just agitated and irritated and frustrated and, and being suicidal. This man in the tombs, this boy trying to kill himself all the time. That's an unclean spirit. It's the result of an unclean spirit. I hope you'll hang on to this because man, this is going to be clear when we get done. Crying and weeping and talking loud. How many times did I read to you in these verses? Cried with a loud voice. What have we to do? What have I to do with you? Jesus of Nazareth. Remember? He didn't say, Jesus, thou Son of God. Ah, we know who thou art. The Christ, the Son of the living God. Have you come here to torment us? They cried out in fear. Not in submission or love. They were, they were crying from the outside with no hope. No hope. Crying and weeping and talking loud out of desperation and anger and frustration or pain of heart and mind. How can you read that story of that maniac and not break your heart? All of them. I mean, everyone you come upon with an unclean spirit. They're, they're, I read and read and read there to you, and i got a few more to read here, but I mean, it's always the same. They're just absolutely lost and hopeless. And they feel like there's no way for them and by proclaiming Christ with the mouth, although they're living, they're the living epitome of a lost and undone soul. Those are all how the unclean spirits manifested in the Bible. All right, now think with me on this. God set forth in the law in the Old Testament as a basic underlying element the precepts of clean and unclean. We preached in Leviticus for quite a while. And we talked about that quite a bit. Leviticus 10 verse 10 says, And that ye may put difference between holy and unholy and between clean and, uh, and unclean and clean. And then in chapter 11 verse 47, it says to make a difference between the clean and the... I'm saying it backwards. To make a difference between the unclean and the clean and between the beast that may be eaten and the beast that may not be eaten. So God put a difference, see, a difference between. 
In Leviticus 20, verse 25 through 26, ye shall therefore put difference between the clean beast and the unclean, between unclean fowls and clean, and ye shall not make your souls abominable by beast or by fowl or by any manner of living thing that creepeth on the ground which I have separated from you as unclean. And ye shall be holy unto me, for I the Lord am holy, and have severed you from other people, that ye should be mine. And so, <laughs> what's the mark? Clean, not unclean. The, mark, the unclean is the mark of those who do not belong to God. And God put that difference there. Her prophets have... Uh, what, that's what distinguished between God's people and those who were not. Now the priest had a responsibility to God to teach the people the difference between the clean and the unclean. And I've said this to you many, many times, but that was the last straw in the apostasy when God had to judge Israel. That's what He brought up every time. Her priests have violated my law and have profaned my unholy things. The people who were in charge with the responsibility of teaching God's people the difference between the unclean and the clean, and the holy and the unholy, and to make sure they understood the difference, they, they laid down on the job. They compromised. They quit teaching the people the difference. Because the people don't, the people don't like to hear the difference. They want everything to just be lovely and everything to be okay. And let's just love everybody and love one another no matter how you live, no matter what you do, no matter what you think. Clean or unclean. Just don't make any difference. That's in Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 26. Neither have they showed the difference between the unclean and the clean and have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths and I am profaned among them. Then in 44.23 of Ezekiel, they and they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and profane and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. Now, here in 2021, a preacher that won't preach to the people and teach them to tell the difference, discern the difference between good and evil and right and wrong and clean and unclean, he's doing just what the priest did then. And he has an unclean spirit. Now the difference was be, to be maintained. And anyone who was unclean, does anybody know what happened to them? I mean, if they were unclean in any way. They were cut off from among their people. Put out. Now what was, what was the problem with these men in the New Testament, people in the New Testament that had the unclean spirit? What, did they, what were they? They were cut off. That's why they said what they said to Jesus when He came along. What have we to do with thee? You come here to torment us? They were on the outside looking in, see? They were cut off. Because that's what uncleanness does to you. And that's what the goal of the unclean spirit is to do with you. Cut you off. Get you out. Just like Cain we mentioned. He, 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 he left the presence of the Lord. He departed from the presence of the Lord and went to nowhere. He was just outside. <clears throat> this is a basic principle of identity for God's people in this world, clean and unclean. When we get to the New Testament, we find the same principle. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 5, the Bible says this, For this you know, 
that no whoremonger or nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Is that plain enough to understand? An unclean person has no place in the kingdom of God. That means he's lost. He's outside. He ain't going to heaven. No matter if he stands in church and I'm telling you Jesus is the Son of God. You get me? Unclean people have an unclean spirit. It manifests itself in their life in all the ways we have saw here in the Scripture. And they're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. No matter if their name's on the church roll, no matter if they're baptized, no matter if they tithe, no matter if they belong to a Baptist church. That's the issue. We understand from the Scriptures that it's the unclean spirit that tries to break down this distinction between what is God's and what is not. And between them that are God's and them that are not. Now the unclean spirit's going to do his best to break down the difference. Titus chapter 1 and verse 15 says this, Unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. So to them there is no clean and unclean. To the world around you, there is no clean and unclean. Anymore in any issue, any matter. You want me to dig around in there a while? Nothing makes any difference. The tree in the garden that was forbidden while all the other trees were there for their enjoyment and benefit, it's the same thing. Same thing. God always puts before you a choice. One or two. Man must choose to worship God and to live for God and he must choose not to partake of that which God forbids. Same principle. It's, it's just not all the same. Y'all? And it never has been, and it never will be. There's good and there's evil. There's right and there's wrong. There's holy and unholy, and there's clean and unclean. And we fit in one or the two. I mean, it's just that's just the way it is. This is a binary thing. Either or. So it's the unclean spirit that tries to make all things the same and erase the differences. (laughs) Well, all of us look around you. What's going on in the world now? What is the push in every direction? All this modern confusion of same-sex relationships. What about that? Don't you see? Ain't no difference. That's what the unclean spirit says. Where's the unclean spirit come from? Jumping way ahead of myself here, but it come right out of the mouth of the devil. You go to Revelation and unclean spirits came out of the mouth of the dragon. Yes, it sure did. It's where they come from. Yeah. It's the devil. Yeah. What's he wanting to do? Erase all the differences. That's right. Between clean and unclean, right and wrong, good and evil, male and female, everything. That tells me that's an unclean spirit. Yes, sir. When you want when any kind of teaching, spirit, attitude, anything that comes from the world or anybody else that tries to undo or ignore or nullify or neutralize God's order of creation is an unclean spirit from the devil. Because that's exactly what he does. 
same-sex relationships, gender fluidity. I guess that's a word because my spell checker didn't uh, didn't redline it. You know, there's no difference. You get it? There's no difference between man, woman, male, female. Is that what they're saying? Is that the thing they're trying to push on everybody? Sure it is. Where'd it come from? The devil. The devil. <clears throat> what about no race? There's no races of people. I hear that often now. There's no races. Just one race, the human race. No, no. You better quit listening to the voices of unclean spirits. There are differences and God made it that way. And it's okay. I keep losing my place. No borders. <laughs> no police. That's all from unclean spirits. Unclean spirits work to uproot everything godly and orderly and open the doors for unlimited wickedness. That's what, that's what the goal is to undo the standards, the boundaries, the lines that God has set. That's the goal. It's just to produce un unlimited, unchecked wickedness. The unclean spirit will come to you. In your mind. Where's the battle at? In your mind. Right. Where, where does the devils speak to you? In your ear? No. In your mind. Where only you hear. Nobody else does. They don't talk in audible voices and they don't make you do all this Hollywood drama stuff. It's that little voice in your mind. Suggesting. Asking. You know, questioning. What you believe, what somebody told you, what you read, what everybody, what, what has been a standard forever, it's that little voice in your mind is questioning that. That is a devil. Yep. And the, de the unclean spirit will come to you to, in the mind just the same way because that's the battleground for spiritual warfare. And you'll hear that voice. You'll hear his reasoning. You'll hear his questioning there. And his argument will always be that what has been called unclean is really not unclean. There's really not any difference. And it really doesn't matter. That's what he will say to you. I'm telling you exactly how it is. Yes, sir. That's the devil. That don't matter. What difference does it make? I don't really see what's wrong with that. How can anything be wrong with that? <laughs> you can justify anything. That's right. That's the devil. And it's an unclean spirit. He's the one that introduces you to these other things. His goal is to get you to not care about uncleanness. You ought to care about cleanness. You do when you go to a restaurant, don't you? They bring you out a hamburger and you open it up and there's a big old hair in it. You don't like that. No. No. Or if you find something in it that they picked up off the floor or that it fell on the floor and got stuck to it, I mean, you get something and you know it's nasty, it's spoiled. I mean, it ain't no good. Right. You care. Yes. But you ought to care about it all the time. Yes. Cleanliness is something very important. 
And you ought to make a difference between what's clean and unclean. It's just not all the same. You know, people just... <clears throat> you know, everything's beautiful now. Snakes, and lizards, and dragons, and everything's just lovely. Yeah. Well, I know who's behind all that. There's things that are not beautiful. There's things that are not good. There's things that are ugly and bad and harmful and creepy. Yeah, true. I've always felt like this. And maybe, you know, this may offend somebody, but I don't I really don't care. It's just the way it is. You know, a snake ought to give you the creeps. Yes. And these people that just love them and waller them and handle them and kiss them, there's something bad wrong with their soul. Amen. I believe that. Yes, I do. I can tell you not blink an eye. Something wrong. There's enmity there. I didn't learn that. I mean, a snake's just... You know, these people that like, like that, I'll bet you that if you just sneaked up on them and throwed a rattlesnake on them, I'll bet they'd go bananas. I bet they wouldn't say, Oh, I loved it. No. It's a, it's a devil thing. So, the unclean spirit, he wants, his goal is to get you to not care about uncleanness. Now, this is important. The spirit of compromise is an unclean spirit. When, it is, when that compromise has to do with moral issues and what the Bible clearly teaches about right and wrong. Now, you understand? If I don't like hot dogs and you do, and, you know, so we're going to have hot dogs for supper, I'll just say, okay, I don't care. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about compromising, giving ground to the devil on things that are set in stone forever. God's uh, law and moral issues that the Bible clearly teaches about right and wrong. And that is why compromising always starts down a slippery slide that ends in apostasy. And the unclean spirit has accomplished his mission. I've sat and watched it through my life. I've watched churches who had standards about dress, about worldliness, about entertainment, about language, about uh, interaction among young people and all of that. I've sat and watched them as they fudged. And I've watched them just go completely out of business. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) What did that? learning better about God and learning more about the Scriptures and understanding them better and how that stuff just didn't matter. Is that, is that how that happened? Is that how the devil won? Carried them all away and everything's gone? No, that ain't how it happened. It was a devil. It was an unclean spirit that convinced some of them that it just didn't matter. And they compromised because of pressure from the world and because of their desire to be successful and make a showing and have a name and keep it going. 
But it's the devil's lies. You're not going to keep it going. When you compromise on God, you've let the devil in. That's why we see in the New Testament the examples of those who had unclean spirits. We see such madness and confusion and hopelessness and lostness in them. Their terrible state all began when they failed to recognize the unclean spirit that convinced them to compromise with sin and the world and then and, and turn away or deny God's way and will. That's how it started. That maniac in the garden, that's how it started with him. That's the way it started with all of them. Compromise. Because that's what an unclean spirit does. He tries to convince you that it doesn't matter. Get that. Listen for that voice. Watch for it because it's going to come to you. In the days we live in, you better believe in. They became unclean, which cut them off from God's people. That's the way it always happens. No one can fit in with God's true people who still can discern between clean and unclean while they're walking in uncleanness. They feel condemned in their presence. That's why people don't normally stay in a church where everybody else is pretty much staying in the straight and narrow and they're walking crossways. They're out. They won't stay. And then they'll go off and say, people just didn't like me and they just offended me and blah, blah, blah. No, you just compromised with the devil and got all sideways and you didn't fit anymore. And so you left. So they feel like castaways. And from there, the progression takes them into the darkness. Buddy, oh, fast. You know, remember the old saying that you've heard so many times, sin will take you farther than you meant to go, keep you longer than you meant to stay, cost you more than you meant to pay. So since they feel like they've blown it. Some of them feel like that. Well, you know, I've just blown it. I ain't got no testimony anymore. I mean, I've just showed, you know. Or because of their hostility toward the people of God, they just pull out all the stops and just go headlong into sin. Immorality, drugs, liquor, and all that the world has to offer those who can no longer tell the difference between clean and unclean. They just bail off into it. It takes them down the broad road of destruction until they end up like the maniac in the tombs. You ever see anybody like that? I've lived long enough to see quite a few. Seen them sitting in the church. I've heard them testify in the church. I've heard them weep in the church and at the altar. And then I've seen them totally, I mean, sodomites. I know some who are sodomites. That I've sat in church with. Yes. I know some who are sodomites that went with me to preach on the street. What do you think about that? Yeah. What do you think happened to them? Mm. I'm telling you right here, this is exactly what happened to them. Mm-hmm. And then they'll seek you out in places. Not to be hateful, but it is like these. You can almost hear that same cry. Yes. Yeah, we've seen it. I mean, they've just went so far. They've thrown out everything. 
I've heard people say, I don't think God could ever forgive me for what I've done. I've heard people say that. Yep, I have too. An unclean spirit did that to them. Yes. They end up like that maniac or the poor boy who was foaming and pining and tearing himself, trying to drown himself, trying to burn himself to death, couldn't hear or speak. They end up like that, mad, in madness. These are the people you see and hear talking about Jesus being the Son of God, but their profession of that fact is out of fear and not out of love because they're living in contempt of Him and in contempt of His Word. So beware of the unclean spirit above all others. An unclean spirit looks for an unclean place to inhabit. Remember that? Remember that maniac in the tombs? He was unclean. He was naked. He was cutting himself, crying. In the mountains and in the tombs, day and night, you know he was filthy. Where did the the devils go when they left this man? Into the hogs. Drove the hogs crazy. And they ran off the cliff and drowned themselves. How about that? 2,000 swine. They, I mean, they drove them crazy enough to kill them. And they's all in this man. I mean, this man was barren all of that. Keep your vessel clean. Yeah. Unclean spirit. Not going to inhabit a clean vessel. Yeah. Keep your home clean. Mm-hmm. Keep your clo- keep your thoughts clean. Yes. Keep your language clean. Yes. Yep. Psalm nineteen verse fourteen says, "Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable yes. in Thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer." Mm-hmm. Keep everything in your life acceptable in the sight of God. Yes. And guard the gates against uncleanness in all areas of your life. And that bleeds over to physical cleanliness too. You can't be spiritually clean and physically unclean. What's on the inside will be on the outside. He said cleanse first the inside that the outside may be cleansed also. By the truth. Read your Bible. That's how you do that. Can't buy the money. You, you buy it with your time and your strength and your effort and your attention. Read your Bible. Study. Get grounded in the truth. We were talking this morning. We talk a lot when we read and everything. And, and, and you know what I've realized? I've been in Baptist churches all my life. And you know what I've realized? People do not read and study their Bible. They don't do it. They don't do it. No, not even the preacher. If they did, they wouldn't be so messed up. That's right. That's true. You just cannot read this book without seeing the truth That's right. about all matters. By the truth, read your Bible, get grounded in the truth, and then don't compromise with ungodliness. Jesus said in John 15, verse 3, Now you're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. How you gonna stay? How you gonna get clean? How you gonna stay clean? John seventeen seventeen. Jesus said, "Sanctify them 
through thy truth, thy word is truth. Sanctify, cleanse. You know, that's cleanse. How you going to get clean? The word of God. How you going to stay clean? The word of God. So you got to read it, don't you? You can't just listen to a preacher once or twice or three times a week and that'll do it for you. You don't take a bath no more often than that. (laughs) We ain't going to be able to stay in there with you. What if our soul put forth a smell like our body does when it don't get cleaned like it needs to be cleaned? Well, it does. That's right. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25 through 27. Now, husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church. Now, we're not talking about husbands and wives. We're talking about how Christ loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself with a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish. So if Christ does that for the church, husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church. So husbands, whose responsibility is it to make sure she's clean? And the the home is clean. And the atmosphere is clean. Yes, it is. That's right. If you love them, if you love her, if you love your children, then it's your responsibility to keep the devil out. Keep the filth out. No unclean spirit there in that church, that glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Is that really the way it is? Is that really the way the bride of Christ is? (laughs) That's what it says right there. You better believe it. He's not coming for a bunch of unclean people full of unclean spirits. He's coming for those who are just men made perfect. The spirits of just men made perfect. Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. You're going to get dirty. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. You're going to get defiled. Don't stand in the way of sinners because it'll rub off on you. Cleanness, cleanness does not spread cleanness. But uncleanness does spread uncleanness. Here's some scripture for you. And I'm about done. Haggai chapter 2 verse 12 and 13. Listen to this. If one bear holy flesh in the skirt of his garment, he's talking to the priest, and with his skirt do touch bread or pottage or wine or oil or any meat, shall it be holy? Then the priest answered and said, No. Then said Haggai, If one is unclean, if one that is unclean by a dead body touch any of these, shall it be unclean? And the priest answered and said, It shall be unclean. That's the way it works. I mean, we don't need, we don't really need to read that scripture to know that's the way it is. Cleanliness don't rub off. Filth does. Yes, it does. Unclean spirits come straight from the mouth of the devil. Revelation chapter 16, verse 13. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. The dragon. Who's that? Devil. The devil. That's Satan. Out of the mouth of the beast. And out of the mouth of the false prophet. That's where they come from. 
So this is a must if we're going to fight a good fight in this spiritual war. To know what an unclean spirit is, where it comes from, what it's trying to do, and where it's going to take us if we don't resist. Now y'all, I hope you understand yes. that. That's right. And you know, I'd like to just hammer it down a little more practical, you know, in your everyday life. It matters. If you think clean, you, you know, you've got to think clean. Yep. Or you won't be clean. That's right. right. And all your doings and everything. You know? Yes. I heard somebody today saying, I was telling them on the way to church, you know, said she was on the phone talking to somebody and she said, you know, my folks, they still finding, they're still seeing mice and bugs in the house. You need to come and spray again. Do you like rat, uh, rats and mice and stuff like that in your house? I mean, can you put up with them? No. Can you tolerate them? No. Can you, Kim? No. <laughs> Kim can't tolerate no. mice. I know that. But I mean, no. But I mean, you know, where there's no oxen, the crib is clean. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, you know, you got to have a lot of oxen to to make anything. So in a house where you got kids and all of that, I mean, it, there's going to be clutter and there's going to be messes and all of that. But you know, you ain't a kid, and there's a difference. Yeah. I've been in houses about every church we were ever in had at least one family in it. I mean, the rats lived fine in their houses. If it was a mess, it stayed a mess. Didn't get cleaned up. Nothing ever got done. It's a it's a it's a battle to stay clean. Yeah. Some days I take two or three showers because I just keep getting dirty. Yeah. I'll get all clean. As long as I don't have to go back out, I can make it. But if I had to go back out in this kind of weather and load lumber or do something like that then back to the shower can't stand it if you're that way with physical things you'll be much more that way in spiritual things if you're real slack and don't care in the physical you're not going to care in the spiritual either learn to discern between clean and unclean care about it make a difference don't let the devil or a devil talk you in to not caring about it. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for the Word of God. It's so clear and helpful to us. Please bless it to our hearts and minds and help us to go with it, go, go from this place and take it with us and live it now that we've heard it. Help us to be doers of the Word and not hearers only. We love you. Thank you for the instruction and righteousness and the help in this evil day that we're living in. So unclean. The world is getting so unclean around us. And uh, help us, Lord, to not fall into the trap. In Jesus' name, amen.